I'm Nick Jimenez, and this is the Cigar Snob Podcast. In this episode, an interview with Boris Wintermans of Royal Accio Cigars. Um, this interview was recorded back in July during the IPCPR trade show, which means that uh, all of this conversation took place before the September announcement that Scandinavian Tobacco Group would acquire uh, Royal Accio for a reported $231 million. So um, Boris Wintermans, in statements uh, after the fact, basically explained that while the decision wasn't easy for their company, uh, they decided that it was necessary in order to um, cope with the consequences of uh, increasing legislation and regulation. Uh, however, because this interview was recorded back in July, we didn't get into any of that stuff, so just kind of putting it out there for people who may feel like it's an elephant in the room or something, the reason it's not addressed is because this was recorded well before the uh, acquisition of Royal Accio by Scandinavian. Uh, what we do talk about is uh, product, especially Paso Doble, which is a product that debuted um, during that IPCPR trade show. So we talk about the cigar, about Boris's uh, relationship with the people at La Flor Dominicana, with whom they collaborated for that release, and some other things as well. So uh, with that, uh, enjoy this interview and uh, stay tuned because I'm sure that at some point in the future, uh, we will be having some kind of a sit down either with Boris or someone else at Royal Ajio to talk about this major change uh, at that company. Uh, all right. With that, here is that interview with Boris Wintermans. Okay. So there, there are two uh, Balmoral products uh, out that are new. Yep. Uh, and that is what we are here to talk about. Anybody who wants to dive deep down the the Balmoral and the Boris rabbit hole uh, <laughs> can look up your your name. Uh, in our archives, and there is an episode that we did at the last IPCPR uh, trade show where, you know, we get deep into your own history and your family and, right. and all the rest. Yeah. Um, but uh, but let's talk about uh, Paso Doble first. So this is the yeah. next installment in your Serie Signaturas uh, collaboration series, right? The, That's the, right, yeah. And yeah. so the the first was with, uh, with Ernesto Pérez Carrillo, yeah. uh, with Dueto. Tell me about... What the experience was like of collaborating with Lito Gomez for Paso Doble? Well, the, uh, first off, it was uh, it, w it was great to do this with uh, two of the the big guys in the, in the cigar industry, right? Lifetime achievement stuff uh, for them, and that's uh, we've been in the business for a long time, of course. But working with somebody coming from from a completely different angle, eh, it's just exciting. And, um, you know, we're known for making different styles of blends, and Lito would probably be more from the, let's say, the, the bigger, bolder side. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're uh, better known for, let's say, uh, more layered complexity, sophistication, different style. But, you know, that's uh, just inter interesting to see what those two worlds would, uh, would, would bring, you know? You never know right. where it's going to end, and that's part of the fun yeah. process itself. So where, where do you think it took you? Uh, well, to the Dominican Republic, first of all, sure. to yeah. their factory, sitting down on uh, nice uh, deck chairs, uh, looking at 30 different uh, tobaccos and uh, talking about which ones uh, we were going to use. So that's, uh, that's, that, that's the whole journey, you know. It's looking at tobacco, the stuff we love, we both love, and also seeing that uh, many of those tobaccos, and that's, that's, that's funny because I 
didn't really expect this to be uh, this way, were the same tobaccos that we use. And it's, it's funny to see how you see this entire table filled with, uh, say, 30 different samples, uh, the different priming, Seco, Viso Ligero, everything there, all the different regions that we also use and some of their proprietary stuff. And um, it's, it was like I uh, saw in a movie uh, the other day, and it was uh, actually Bradley Cooper saying in his, uh, in, in his movie, like uh, music has uh, 12 uh, notes and mm -hmm. it's about how you bring those notes, how you bring them together. Right. Just like with the alphabet. And this is the same for tobacco. You see this tobacco here, you recognize it and say, yeah, you can make a thousand different songs of it. Right, and right, right. That, that, that's the creative process, both from different angles. And I was just excited to see what would, that would bring. Yeah. So let's talk about the uh, about the the blend itself. So tell me uh, what is in this uh, paso doble. Well, uh, we did disclose that, right? So it's not. Is this one of those undisclosed <laughs> no. blends? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, no, we can be honest about yeah, it. Yeah. No, we uh, what we did is uh, we started with an. Um, an Ecuador Habano rapper, mm -hmm. and uh, included in, in the blend some of his uh, proprietary uh, stuff, so from La Canela and, and, and some Brazilian uh, Dominican uh, uh, flavors uh, added with some uh, Nicaraguan tobacco. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the secret is always in the details. So it's about what priming, what specific region. Right. And uh, the good stuff was that what, what I recognized also was a lot of different tobaccos that we also use, as I said, but also um, the, the eye for details. I mean, it's about, you know, a 2014 crop is going to be different than the 13 and the 15, you know. Mm -hmm. So on every single uh, tobacco, uh, we, we tasted it separately uh, as a puro, mm -hmm. uh, so to speak. And um, I just saw, saw that we were on the same page taste-wise. And yeah. that's awesome to see. Sure. And again, you know, making, producing different results but with the same passion and love for tobacco. Definitely. Hey there, this is Nick Jimenez just interrupting myself to bring you a word from our sponsor. After 23 years in the retail side of the cigar business, brothers Billy and Gus Faki took a trip to Esteli, Nicaragua that changed their lives. After spending time with A.J. Fernandez and visiting his fields and factories, they decided to have A.J. make cigars for their new cigar company, Artesano del Tobacco. The brothers Faki are excited to introduce their latest creation, the Viva La Vida Jester. The full-bodied blend for this 5x56 limited edition masterpiece has been in the works for almost a year and is the product of AJ's mastery in cigar making and the Faki brothers' profound understanding of the American cigar smoker. Like all Artesano del Tobacco cigars, the Jester is only available in brick-and-mortar cigar shops. It comes in packs of five for $58, which works out to $11.60 per cigar. Ask your local retailer for Viva La Vida Jester or look them up on artesanodeltobacco.net. You can also connect with them via their Facebook and Instagram at Artesano del Tobacco. Again, that's Artesano, A-R-T-E-S-A-N-O, del, D-E-L, and then tobacco in English, T-O-B, ACCO Artesano del Tobacco. So um, you know, as you as you mentioned, uh, Lido and La Flor Dominicana are are, are known uh, for at least in part for some of those powerhouse cigars. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things that maybe you? Uh, well, what was your relationship with Lido like before this process? Uh, Maybe, I don't know whether you had a, you know, a close relationship before this. Yeah, no, no, sure. Like, it's a small industry, and we've known each other for, for years and years, mm -hmm. probably for two decades already. Sure. 
and um, but we also uh, work together uh, on uh, on sales in uh, in Europe. So Got what it. we do is we represent them. Uh, so we also had a connection there, and once you get to know each other a bit better, uh, then that's also where some chemistry exists, and the, the question pops up: Hey, could we do something interesting together? Right. right. So. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, that's uh, pretty much uh, where it started. Yeah. So, yeah. The, so um, was there in light, especially in light of the fact that you already had a relationship and knew him pretty well? Was there yeah. something um, about Lido or about La Flor Dominicana that you sort of uh, gained uh, a view of or an appreciation yeah. of through this oh, process? Definitely. With Paso definitely. Already before, I think, because uh, knowing their brands and their taste profiles. Seeing uh, all the the heavier stuff, but then on the other side also the Andalusian Bull, for example, which is I think much more a cigar that is uh, uh, respected for its complexity mm. and not being necessarily a very heavy cigar, but uh, you know a, a very sophisticated uh, uh, cigar and with many different nice levels of uh, of taste. Um, so what I expected was, you know, what I wanted, and we sat down and we started discussing with a with an open mind. That we wanted to something more to the fuller side, mm-hmm. and we overdid it a little bit with the first samples. Okay, so uh, <laughs> that was day one. <laughs> yeah, that no, was a, a rough day of tasting. That was a rough day. No, actually, we we uh, we we went a little uh, on the maybe we overdid it on the ligero side a little bit. Okay. You know, uh, heavy uh, top leaf tobacco, and uh, no, but we uh, you know it was an iterative process, taking us every step. We wanted something on the fuller side, but with the uh, complexity and the different layers. You know, combining those uh, different worlds. Without a cigar being harsh, because that's one of the things we never do is uh, we never want a cigar that's not super clean, uh, that it, that you're not able to retrohill well, or that is harsh at any extent. Yeah. Um, and um, I think we both make cigars that uh, qualify uh, to that, and um, so that's um, that. That was a starting point. Aroma, multi-layer, um, uh, and uh, more on the fuller side. So yeah. then we made a list basically of ten different uh, blends that we uh, we had it made, and you start uh, appreciating every cigar for what it is and mm-hmm. seeing oh this is it and it's not it and you know we it, uh, it's an iterative process of course yeah and so then uh, shifting gears the oh. other the other product that we mentioned at the at the start of this the Nicaraguan product. yeah so tell us about that tell us about that product or I'm sorry you know what before there the last thing I wanted to ask about Paso yeah. was tell people about the name. The Paso Doble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's 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 uh, pa- Paso Doble is uh, what we wanted to find a connection to uh, to Lito's uh, history mm-hmm. as well, right? So, uh, and it was originally uh, from from Spain. So, in the artwork, you will also see uh, some of the of the, the, the what do you call it the, the, the thing that the matador uses, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and his clothing as a reference. And also with the horses, we're playing around with the idea of the horses as well, because that's so typical uh, about the family Gomez, no? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where the Paso Doble uh, uh, came up as an idea. It's a dance, and it's also uh, a, uh, a typical step, I think, for, for, these, for the horses. I'm sure, sure. So, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, that's so, the history of that. So, uh, on to the, uh, the Nicaragua. Tell mm-hmm. us about that project. Well, what we generally want to do is take a known concept and twist it around. So we did that with uh, just last year. We talked about the Connecticut XO. Mm -hmm. Take a Connecticut and do your own interpretation of it. So what we didn't want to do was make a mild cigar that is, you know, uh, nice and smooth, but, 
you know we want to take it to a different level make it um, and then that's a that's a challenge because you have a fairly light wrapper it's a nice and creamy wrapper but make it interesting for a seasoned smoker for an aficionado normally smoking medium to full-bodied cigars make it interesting mm-hmm. um, at that time, we took uh, also some Pennsylvania tobacco and, and blended it with different uh, other tobaccos that we use and made something that is, even for non-Connecticut smokers, interesting. And uh, we got some really great feedback on that, which is awesome, of course. Uh, and uh, I think uh, most people would agree that this is not your run-of-the-mill average Connecticut. No, it's a, actually, that's the one cigar that we got most uh, uh, feedback on. Now this year we're taking up the Nicaragua challenge, if mm-hmm. you will. There you so go. So how wh- how you can how can you twist that? A Nicaragua cigar. I mean, Nicaragua is popular for various reasons. Uh, one being there uh, the, the, the the nice uh, and uh, spicy flavors that reminisce that make you think of uh, the Cuban cigars as well, but then different. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but if I would be blending Cuban cigars or Nicaraguan cigars. Um, how can you make it extra interesting to add a different layer? And that's when we uh, started experimenting with, uh, for example, uh, Brazilian tobacco. Well, that's not new for us because we say, do you, love our Brazilian tobacco, right? experimenting with Brazilian tobacco? <laughs> well, that's, yeah. uh, that's not new because we love <laughs> that tobacco and somehow we always wind up uh, using it. But uh, at this point, we started using Brazilian tobacco, but then Habano seed. Uh, to have that connection as well with the uh, Cuban or the Habana origins of most uh, Nicaraguan seeds. And that mixed really well. So now we've got uh, some other tobaccos in it as well, but let's talk about that. You get an extra layer of some sweetness in it, Mm -hmm. but also another interpretation of what Habano can be, namely from the soil of of Brazil. And it's it's providing this Nicaraguan cigar with a whole different angle, making it more interesting in my opinion anyways. Uh, using, of course, still the aged tobaccos that we're known for. Uh, we, uh, we have created a cigar, I think, that is super smooth uh, on the, on the retro hill in the mouth. And, but it's definitely between mild and full um, with the kick you expect, but then super clean and with an extra layer of sweetness, I would say. Yeah, yeah and I think it's an exciting uh, addition to the landscape of so many brands. Uh, mm putting out a, a this or that thing, Nicaragua, you know. Yeah. However, sure. you guys have that, that signature of yours that yeah. you're, you're making sure to incorporate. So it's not uh-huh. like, oh, well, let's just follow this trend and sort of get on this bandwagon necessarily. It's, no, I think it's, me let's too. bring our thing to. Doing the Me Too stuff is boring. And the last thing we like right. to do is do boring stuff. Well, I don't know if Me Too yeah. means the same thing in Europe as it does here, but. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Please enlighten me. What does it mean? <laughs> yeah. So to 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 be clear, <laughs> oh, see, this yeah. is going the wrong direction. Yeah. To be what? to be clear, there is a feminist movement of of people who. Yeah, oh, so, that hashtag yes. me too. So right. It, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're yeah, on yeah. the same page. No. So, but but I but aside from being boring, nobody yeah. likes me too. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, we're not too much into that, really. No. No, I was referring to a different Me Too. Yes, but, okay. Uh, no. But you know what? Let's, we have let's a different hashtag. No, yeah. let's, we have a different hashtag. Not okay. hashtag Me Too. No, no, we don't do that. We are, Me also. We're nice people. We don't. Yeah. But we have a hashtag <laughs> curiosity drives discovery. There you go. And that's the curiousness, new exciting stuff that drives us on this process of inventing something new. And this, uh, by definition, is a lot of fun to us because you know, we're passionate about cigars, about tobacco, and creating something new is the essence. It's why we are allowed to exist, I think. 
you know we have to fight for our place in uh, in the market but what, what it all uh, started out with is that passionate curiosity that drives us to that brings us to places that uh, we've never been before mm-hmm. and this is also on the collaboration series as something like you know take different angles create something new um, and you don't know the outcome but not knowing the outcome is actually the fun thing because otherwise it would be again boring yeah so let's make it interesting and once we are excited we're pretty sure that you know the consumers and uh, the, the ones we like to share this passion with will also be excited so that's on on, on the curiousness and the discovery side the exploration yeah yeah I think that's uh, I think that's a uh, an idea that always comes to mind in some way shape or form when I think of Balmoral because mm-hmm. it is this generations old uh, Rahio is, is this generations old yeah. company uh, but there is this sense when you know in in diving into the Balmoral portfolio of that it's a company that has always appreciated that exploration yeah, yeah, of yeah. new things and partnering with people and taking you know taking risks taking, but, on, but yeah. also in a way that you're bringing the uh, that there it's always with uh, the identity of yeah. Balmoral in mind as well yeah we I, you know it's it's more that in retrospect you see some kind of signature so we didn't plan to have a signature or mm-hmm. something Right. But, uh, you know, if you look back, it's more that in this sense, I think, that you realize that you're trying to discover new territory. Right. So uh, it's to create new stuff. And I think otherwise it wouldn't be creative if yeah. you don't do that. And it's not just the creativeness for the creativeness. It's about uh, uh, about this, this um, how would I call it? Uh, yeah, well, back to the excitement again. Once... How, how do you get your heartbeat up? How do you get you right, know, right, the passion right. flowing uh, and, 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 and the blood flowing? It's it's by uh, discovering new, uh, exciting stuff. And it doesn't have to be new, but if it, it's, you know, like with those same 12 notes, you can make a different song. Right. And it's boring to keep playing the same song over and over. It can still be a good song, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, we'd like to build a portfolio within the Añejo range that is to us our expression of uh, say, whether it be the Connecticut mm-hmm. or the Nicaragua or you know whatever it is right. that is um, in the end presents its signature. But yeah. it's more looking back that I, that that I realize that now than uh, than that th- this was planned. Right, right, right. So uh, we'll end away from cigars. We're in Vegas for this trade show. Uh, are there things that you look forward to when you come to Vegas that you want to make sure that you try to do? Maybe it's a maybe it's a particular meal you enjoy, or and if not, just you know, has there been no, a? No, it's it's really and to be honest, it's a podcast that I oh. really look forward to. I didn't want to have to say it. Yeah, and, and yeah. Nick, uh, I mean, I'm glad that I saw you, see you uh, sitting across the table. That you're that, welcome. That does it for me, man. You're welcome. No, <laughs> no, no. So smoking cigars with friends. Yeah, and that's what the cigar industry is about. I think. It's not an industry. It's a group of friends. Everybody has his own position. But in the end, it's uh, retailers, consumers, cigar makers, all with the same passion uh, to be able to share this. Uh, you know, it's, it's a small world. It's something we love. It's something that we share. And uh, this thing that we call a cigar is just a universal language uh, that binds you uh, all together. And that's, that's what you see here on the, in, at the IPCPR on the trade show. That's... Uh, that, that's what brings people together, and 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 you know all these guys that have this, uh, yeah, this thing, this yeah. uh, this cigar, uh, uh, whatever you call it. Like yeah, yeah. It's uh, they're fun guys. 
Yeah. Relax, so, laid back, and uh, enjoying uh, life. So along those lines, and, and this may be sort of a loaded question because then you start to think like, oh, what if I leave so-and-so out? Or, but maybe there are people who jump to mind as like the top here. Are there people in the industry who you would tell listeners or smokers, if you ever have an opportunity to sit and smoke and talk with this guy for the duration of a cigar, take it? Who's like, who are your, your favorite people to, to hear from? Just Maybe it's an interesting character. Maybe um, it's somebody that has you rolling on the floor laughing. Uh, one of the guys that I would like to smoke a cigar with is that, that yeah and the yeah? Or, no your yeah your favorite people to 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 smoke and exchange yeah, well, with my favorite uh, yeah 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 Francisco's waving now me me right me. right, right. <laughs> well oh yeah yeah well most of the blending I do together with Francisco so right. yeah he's one of the guys in uh, in, the, sure. in our creative process and that's and that's awesome yeah. if uh, I could include people that do not exist anymore I would sure. say ah, man having a smoke together with uh, Churchill or Mark Twain or uh, okay. You know, that would do it for me. Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. With that, I'm going to wrap it up. We're done. Okay. We can get you you back to your uh, ice cube beer. (laughs) All right. (laughs)